Carrie. I'm, I'm Sandra. And we are interviewing today Joseph Kaleha, who yes. is this amazing, fabulous tenor. From Malta. Dad of two. Loves wine. Super funny. Check out the clip. Bam. Strangest gift you've ever been given by a fan. Do you really want to go there? Yep. <laughs> I got a tube of toothpaste. The Phantom of the Opera from London, who sung it over 2,500 times, actually got a toad. They gave him a toad. A frog in a box. Knickers. And we're not PG-rated, so if it's not PG-rated. You got knickers? You got panties. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, I need, I need details because my imagination just went through the roof. And don't forget to subscribe, people. Yeah, that's rude not to. <laughs> oh, that might stay. I'm really glad I'm recording this. <laughs> okay, ready? Same old mug. Same old ugly mug, as my husband would say. That, mug. that looks fun. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Okay. Hello, Mr. Kaleha. How are you? All good? Yeah, yeah, how are you? We're, having our, we're having our caffeine because it is very early here, unlike you. Yeah, I'm I'm on the good stuff. So you told oh. me it's, 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 it's always mandatory. So there you go, I did it. Well, That's I brought, not fair. I did bring some other stuff too, but we're going to talk about that just a little bit. Yeah, later. absolutely. How are you guys? Sorry, Carrie, you've never met, right? No, Mr. never Carrie. met. No. I mean, my Carrie. loss, obviously. Oh, <laughs> Carrie's in Nashville. Okay. Mm. And you're in I'm Malta. Malta. I'm not oh, going to yeah. show you the view because you'll kill me. Oh, no, no, no. We need to see it. Can we? Uh, uh, let me I don't know if I can. One second. Uh, How much so are we going to hate you? We're going to hate you so much. <laughs> oh, I like the hand sanitizer there. So, yeah. <laughs> It's it replaced it replaced gin and tonic for the um for the for the mixer. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's you that's have, you have a Florida t-shirt on. I'm from Florida. Yes, I do. I bought it in Naples. Yes, I love yeah. Florida. So how are you What's doing? That? There you go. How are you doing? What's going on? I, I'm fine. I'm a baker. Um now I'm I do great pizza, I'm a great cook, I wash cars, black shoes, um do all the all the kind of odd jobs, you know. Um, I do my trampimidation, but uh, that's another story. Say, we got to do the impersonations because I mean, do people mm. do people out there? Do your fans know that you do that? No, um, I'm not sure they'll still be my fans after their their head out, but that's another story. Well, but they, no, no, there's another one that you love to do, right? Which one? John Connery. Oh, I would go show far money, Penny. But yes. <laughs> That's not bad. That's actually pretty good. He does. He does John Connery well. Uh, so are you singing? Oh, sorry. Carrie, go. No, what I want to know, we were, Sandra and I were just talking about this because I looked at your Instagram page and I saw like the most amazing paella I think I've seen in quite a long time. And I wanted to know if you're cooking that or do you have, is that, are you a cook? Well, let's say I'm a good amateur. Yeah. Okay. What have you been doing? Okay. Have you been singing? We've seen some stuff. Yeah, um, we're well, in the process of 
I want to talk about the well. <laughs> we're, we're really, really um, like, um, we're doing an exciting, you know, instead of doing my annual summer concert, we're going to do a series of music videos um, some, and some scenes from operas. And um, we're lucky to be able to do, to do that. And we're starting actually tomorrow. Whoa. So it's going to be a 10 days of filming. And then I go to Berlin for Joconda and then another hiatus. Um, but I have something planned in Scotland. Then Berlin again, and hopefully from January, we will resume with some kind of normality. But we'll see what, what's going to happen then. We hope. So you're. So what you're doing now? Who are you using? Some of the young singers from the foundation in part of this, or not? Not for this particular case. Um, um, in in this case, because of travel and everything, we went with um, with uh, with the wonderful Carly Pauli um, for some for some of the duets, and with the, with the soprano Carmen Giannatasio for some other duets, okay. and then it's basically me and focusing on the on the Mantovani. Um, um, cool. album, which is now released soon on Decca. I was just going to ask about that. You just yeah. released, I saw what was a Arrivederci Roma? Yes, there's a thing Arrivederci Roma as well, if I'm not mistaken, yes. Where was that recorded? That was recorded actually in a, in a, in a studio, the audio, but now we're going to do Arrivederci Roma, unfortunately, is not one of the videos we're doing, but because um, it'd be nice to be in Rome <laughs> and because of all the traveling, like, it's a bit complicated with that, but um, we're doing uh, You Never Walk Alone, we're doing Pala Piu Piano, we're doing um, Amazing Grace, the Spanish Eyes, um, the Mario Mario from Tosca, Luciano Lestelle, and, and, and stuff like that. It's gonna be, I've never done anything like it in my, in my life with this kind of budget, so I'm very excited to, to be able to do that. Cool. Do you like singing on Zoom? Are you? You happy with it? Oh, no, no, this is not on Zoom. This is going to oh, be okay. recorded. It's going to be on location. No, 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 it's going to be... Because oh, cool. um, we can't have uh, more than 15 people at any given time, but that's that's enough um, for ca camera crew and everything. So we're going to go on location um, wow. and, 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 do, and, 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 and do them there. So it's going to be... Piano, orchestra, what? Orchestra, we're going to record the audio before, and then we're going to just um, do the video and everything. We're, we're trying to do some of it live, but... We're gonna experiment a bit and see if it works. If it doesn't work, it doesn't. But if it does, it could be quite something. That's awesome. That's really exciting. Thank wow. you. Yeah. Um, all right. Tell me about the "It Is Well" where you're standing, like on a cliff. It's beautiful, like visual. Of course, it's beautiful singing, but it's beautiful visually too. And um, I, I part of me was like, "Oh my God, were you scared? Were you scared standing up there?" And I'm sure it was really windy and the whole thing. Um. Well, I mean, um, not really. It, it was very safe. It, it, the, the visual, the way it looks, it looks like yeah. I'm about to uh, drop yeah. 200 feet or 400 feet. But it, it was really, it was, it was, it was, it, it was really very, very, very um, safe. So there was no, yeah. no risk. I mean, I wouldn't suggest doing a drunk, but then again, um, you know, uh, under normal circumstances, and there were my dogs. Who obviously okay. have a death wish, and they they were like you know going to the very end. No, Jupiter, Mars, Roma, back, you know. Um, but then part of me was like, oh wait, that's a little less dog food a month. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I love I love them, I love them to bits. They're like my children, and, and many, it's funny how, how much. How many you have? Um, three. And what yeah. kind are they? Um, two German shepherds, their 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 mother and son, and a, a rescue dog from Sicily, Jupiter, who's ninety percent. Cane Corso, Italian Mastiff content. He oh. is the one who's the big, looks big, bad, and ugly, but he just loves 
cuddles all the time. Aww. Unbelievable how he loves um, kind cuddles. Of like you. And, hmm? <laughs> kind of like you. I was going to say that I was going to make a joke about it and you had just had to interrupt it. That's fine, Sonra. It's a story of my life with Sonra Ardvanovsky. Even this happens on stage, it happens everywhere. You know, she steals my thunder. She said, no, you're absolutely one of the one, most wonderful colleagues. I, I love you to bits. And it's not for the camera. <laughs> She's a good one. She's a good egg, for sure. So, Carrie, how many co-hosts did you go through before actually um, um, asking Sandra? Actually, she was the first one. First one? Oh, yeah. Okay. She doesn't, know, she doesn't know your sense of humor. <laughs> no, she doesn't. No, that was a joke. <laughs> it was so that was a joke, <laughs> Well, the thing about my sense of humor is I tell um, Duncan's, which is uh, Sandra's um, partner, I... I I always tell him, well, um, the thing about um, uh, my humor um, um, is that it's not funny. So, uh, so there you go. Some of it is. It, it occasionally, occasionally you strike gold and it's really funny. <laughs> Absolutely. We, yeah. I mean, yeah, but once every, you know, one attempt out of a thousand. So I know we're supposed to talk about you're an opera singer, blah, blah, blah. You got started at 16 years old. I think that everybody's heard this, right? I mean, you've been doing this. Game, absolutely. You know, you've been doing this for a long time. So what does, let's not talk about your past because it's completely amazing and you're still so young and you're so much younger than me, which I really hate. <laughs> not that much. Uh, what's, what's going on in your future? Besides, I mean, let's let's take COVID out of it. But what what are you excited for about the future and and your career? And right, right now, I mean, of course, you know, like 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 all of our colleagues. I mean, I have plans a couple of years out. But the truth is, I'm not even thinking that far anymore. Um, now, my future, I'm focusing on doing what I'm doing now, and then hope that by January, February, we're going to resume with some kind of um, normality. Um, because I mean, I can't understand the difference. This, 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 um, this COVID nineteen situation. There has there's so many incongruous um, situations. For example, you can travel for holiday by plane, but then you can go to a restaurant, you can go to a bar if they serve food. At least I'm talking about Malta. But then you can have a concert um, with people sitting in the same place with a mask and everything. I mean, how how is that? First of all, a fair and 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 b where is the logic of of that? I mean, um, there are mass events which, you know, if you're in a rock concert, partying, sweating, sharing bottles and hugging each other, yeah, well, yeah, that's high risk. But if, but with opera and, and audiences and, and audiences in concerts, when was the last time you saw audience members sharing Chardonnay or beer or, or, or vodka, hugging each other, um, jumping on each other, um, you know, I mean, you know, it's, and which is why leading experts in Germany epidemiologists, they, they said that there is no added risk in, in having even a full opera house. And this is this news was in the Telegraph, Classic FM, and all over in Germany. So yeah. I think that um, some kind, I mean, I'm not downplaying the virus. God forbid I am misquoted or misunderstood, but yeah. this is something, unfortunately, that we're going to have to live with because my fear and the fear of many experts, right, um, is that the, the measures against COVID are going to far outweigh and far cause much more damage, including in human, um, in, in loss of life, than the actual disease itself. And, and this is just a fact that the, the lockdowns were always intended for the health authorities to, to, to give our great doctors, the brave people, the nurses, the necessary um, 
protection so they can do their job, which is um, um, fighting this, our frontliners. Of course, they have to be respected. We have to take care of them. But um, the, 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 the um, absolute shutting down of, 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 of our world economies, in my opinion, in my ignorant opinion, perhaps, but many experts agree with this line of thought, is that we're going to end up with a situation where the measures against COVID are going to cause eventually more, more damage. And I don't want to be a policymaker or a world leader right now or a country leader, a politician, because there is no right choice. Every choice is going mm -hmm. to have um, um, bad ramifications and mortal ramifications for, for someone. The thing is, which is the thing is, which causes, which is going to cause less damage. It, it really boils down um, oh. um, to that. I think, um, first off, that report that they made in Germany, they've had since backtracked that. They've backtracked that, those findings, because there's an issue with, at least, I mean, in the United States, because it's such a litigious society, our unions are, and opera companies are trying to find out what is the safest way to get Americans back into American opera houses right now. And from those studies that have come out, the issue with, in, in their opinions, especially with, well, I don't want to say their opinions, but in European houses, there's no ventilation. There's no AC. There's no anything that moves the air. Mm. So we're not talking about the big droplets. We're talking about aerosols. And to put human beings in, in an environment without any kind of uh, air circulation for 60 minutes is an environment that can pass COVID around like this. And so mm. I think that there are that's the that's the biggest concern and for american opera houses yes we can reduce the amount of people but that doesn't lend for a financial benefit for the opera companies unlike companies over there that are subsidized by the government but so it's safe. I, yeah. yeah so i think that there are ways for people to be in the opera company opera theaters there but as a packed house to be quite honest in the research that i've read i don't want to sit in a packed opera mm -hmm. house that doesn't have proper ventilation does that make sense yeah. i mean there's not for 60 minutes or longer to be quite honest yeah. no but i think the thing is this that um, what you're saying is is um absolutely right they said that they could operate i mean perhaps not that they should right but there is a middle line between yeah. Um, oh, restaurants are okay, airplanes are okay, trains are okay, buses are okay, schools are okay, but right. going to a concert will, will kill you. This, this, this line of thought is, in my opinion, um, I'm wrong because it is, there is a middle way in there where it can reduce the, the, the audience by 25, 30%. And anyway, I mean, who is sold out all the time nowadays in any case? <laughs> you know, we don't, we don't, we don't, you know, we won't see, the, I mean, some of the opera yeah. houses, yes. And I think that there are, there are ways because I mean I can't understand what's the difference between going to the supermarket, having people in your house, whether it's six people, ten people, yeah. or fifteen or twenty. Um, in, in an opera, in an opera house, yes, there's the issue of you in the same um, 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 space, but if you have the mask on, presumably that is blocking a lot of you know the germs or 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 or, or, or it's at least preventing you from breathing it in, reducing it, perhaps not blocking it com um, completely. But my, my only point, I don't know what the answer is, but I no. but. The answer cannot be um, that you know we stay in our homes for 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 six months, eight months, year year and a half, till 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 a vaccine that does that will not grow you another head um, comes 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 out. No, I mean, no. it's as simple as that. 
No, true. I think, um, I mean, at least here, we don't have restaurants that are open to full capacity. They are not encouraging people to have parties at their houses because they're finding those to be super spreaders. It's why universities have shut down because kids are partying and no masks are being worn. I mean, it's, it, they have proven that if even if 80% of the population wears a mask, at all times, like meaning outside, indoors, everywhere, we don't have to shut the economy down. So if you want to open up an opera house and have people in there, then I want everybody wearing masks and I want all the performers tested before, before yeah, we Yeah, well, that's what I, we have to do now. I have to go because I leave next week for Barcelona and you have to go get a COVID test and it has to be within the, the, the last five days. I don't know if you're going to have to do that for Berlin. Um, yeah. Sorry about that. That's just the door. That's okay. My Who's concern about over? all this. Who's coming yeah. over? Are they oh, no, no, it's, it's, uh, um, I, th I think it's uh, me or something like that. It's my son, he'll, he'll take care of it. I, my big concern is the collateral damage. You know, all the people that, and mental health. I think that's going to be a huge, huge, huge issue. Absolutely. Um, with the fallout of this and much more costly uh than people can even imagine and i'm really afraid of what's going to happen during what we call here in canada the dark days you know when when winter comes and people normally get depressed anyway which you don't have to deal with there in malta thank you very much no no we have a, a, a rise in suicide in malta i think this year the the people the amount of suicides we had in malta um overtakes um the COVID deaths by quite by quite a number and what are you saying, Sandra, is completely um, true that the collateral is going to be, and, and the direct effect of the measures against COVID are going to, um, um, Obama said it, Obama said it, in, in, and I'm paraphrasing that, there's going to be studies and, and, um, and um, people are going to launch inquiries about how this was handled. It's as yeah. simple as that, because the after effect of COVID is going to be, um, if if vaccine is found to and 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 is deemed safe to be used, it's gonna it's gonna be the the, yeah. the economic and the bioeconomic. Um, I gotta come out clear here. It's not about buying uh, an Audi instead of a, the latest Porsche. I'm not talking about that kind of economics. I'm talking about economics about the difference between having a roof on your head or not. Yeah, the difference right. between having food to eat or not. The difference Absolutely. between having um, um, a well-funded healthcare or yeah. not, whether it's in the US, Canada, Malta, the rest of Europe, rest of the world, et cetera. Economic, the economy and healthcare, they're different sides of the same coin. And people, you know, and the government cannot afford endless uh, furloughs and endless subsidies and endless sending check, um, check to people's houses to, 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 to sit on their butts, quite frankly. Some, something has to, has to give and something has to you know, and, and I'm saying this, I'm not being insensitive to people who have lost people. COVID. I am not. I understand that. But it's unfortunately for the greater good, we have to find a way to live with it, um, with, with some precautions, with some yeah. kind of um, um, sacrifices. But um, staying in your living room and in your house for, for month after month after month after month after month, that cannot be healthy and that cannot be the only way forward. That's, that's, that's my humble opinion. I agree with it. I'm in quarantine right now. No, yeah. I, I agree with you. I just wish that there was like a universal uh, across the board yes. taint it where I live in a country where er er everybody's fighting about that. And so yeah. I don't, I'm, I wish that everybody would put a mask on so the numbers could drop so the economy could start rolling again. That's what I, I mean, they've proven that time and time again in other countries. So for me, I'm a mask believer. I know that there are other people that don't believe in that, but 
if it gets us back to work, I'm all for it. I'm all for yeah, it. Put on a mask. Yeah. Blah, 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 though. No, and I get to wear my pretty lipstick on Zoom because the mask covers it, girl. Oh, yeah, that was the biggest no, and thing. I, and, about, and about singers as well. I mean, singers carrying and spreading COVID in theaters, we are, there is no asymptomatic singer, even without COVID. We always have something. You know that. <laughs> you guys know that. Right? We always, we're never asymptomatic. Are you kidding me? I mean, so we will be the first to know if we have even the least oh, symptom. Oh, right? Yeah. But if I'm getting on stage kissing you, I want to make sure you had a COVID test. Sorry. Uh, you need that. Yeah, no, no, of course. Of course. Of course. Yeah. No, no. Bring on the test. Bring on the smoke. But all I'm saying is, is that, is that, I mean, not many singers were able to sing with COVID. I mean, I mean, right. not many. I mean, not many singers can sing if they've had milk with their cereal in the morning, let alone COVID-19. So, I mean, it's, it's come on, it's as simple as that. We're, we're, we're really the safest when it comes to... to okay, food. you called me a spitter. Well, you, are, no, you called no, me... No, I, I, never call, I, never call, I never call anyone a spitter, ever. I, I think you said that, that I was very abundant. I was very abundant when, in, in Puerto Rico when we sang that concert. You were like, oh, Sandra. I, I, I may or not have said that to the World Health Organization. But it's the truth. <laughs> it's the truth. Okay, can we totally pivot this conversation from your yeah. comments about milk drinking from singers because we're all a little crazy. So I would like to know what, because we don't know each other, but we want to get to the nitty gritty of some fun things. So mm -hmm. what okay. are your hangups, like your singer stuff? I mean, are, are you a weirdo? Are you like, oh, I only, I only have, to, I have to have a shot of bourbon or something before I walk on stage. What's your stuff? Yeah. Oof, geez, are you sure about this? I mean, I'm not uh, sure what. I, I, okay. Um, I, could, I could spill it all for you. <laughs> my hang, my hangups are I don't speak the day of the performance. At all. Um, I don't I don't drink alcohol. Um, in an ideal world, three days before I sing. Whoa. Um, so I'm I'm careful about that. Um. I, I don't have uh, uh, relations um, for at least 24 hours before I have to sing. It's, it's my teacher. He put this in my head. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that has to do more about religion than actually the actual performance, but I never, I'll never know. Um, and I try to just rest, stay as calm as, 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 as possible. You, you can't show this in, in the U.S., right, because of my um, European non-PC um, Oh yeah, it, it's our show. Carrie, Carrie swears all the time. Carrie, what's your favorite swear okay. word? Mother okay, cool. Carrie's favorite okay. swear word is motherfucker. So there you go. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah. Brilliant. Do you, do you have stage fright? Oh, terrified. Always. Really? Always. All your life? Have you always dealt with that? It, it gets worse. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah I, I, I am not scared of this stage. I'm scared that I will not be able to perform the way I know I can for my audience. That is the stage fright, period. I'm not scared of uh, bad reviews. I'm scared of booze. I'm scared of anything. I'm just, I'm just not scared of not being able to fulfill my expectation, my gift, my, my work, yeah, yeah. My, my art to the audience. That, that, that is the honest truth. There's not, there's not the truth. That is the stage fright, and it terrifies me. And have you ever been in a situation where you've felt like you didn't do that? Like the fear kind of overtook you and you didn't sing as well as you wanted to? And if that happened, how did you overcome that the next night? When it happens, usually I'm ill. Um, usually I'm ill, so it's not as simple as just um, being, being like that. Um, okay. It's just when I'm ill. Okay. Um, so simple as that. Um, yeah, of course it happened when I, when, I, when I usually was, when I usually did the bad decision where I could, when I thought I could 
swing it in um, and and um, I couldn't because the the you know you start out right and mucus the junk starts building up and you, right. and you end up in a, in another another radius of states does the stage fright uh, stage whatever nerves or whatever you want to call it make you sweat like are you a sweater um if it's warm and if the costume is warm, yeah, but not excessively so. But if I'm if I'm doing a lot of lot of action on 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 a stage, yeah, absolutely, can can happen. You're pretty active on stage. Like you 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 move around, you jump around. You're not one of those just stand and sing, which is really great. When it, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, it it it, it let's say that um, I'm 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 a bull. In, you know, I'm, I'm the kind of bull that carries his china shop with him. So <laughs> so the, so there you go. Um, David Miller says that about me. He's a he's an old friend from UK. So I have a I have a question, and we can edit this out if you want to. But I've always wanted to know. I never hear you warm up in an opera house before a show, and you always show up about a half an hour before the show. Because I um, I find that when I'm when I'm too long in an opera house in a room, I, I get even more worked up. Uh, okay. So I'm warm. I'm waking up in the apartment. Usually I'm pretty close, so five six minute walk is not gonna lose my my warming up. Um, sometimes I get criticized that I didn't warm up enough, maybe. But I but I looked at it and it doesn't really improve, um, let's say, my performance. Um, and I feel that I I need to warm up more when I when I'm ill because you need to mm -hmm. remove certain junky fluids. And um, but other than that, I, I warm up, of course, of my routine. But I try yeah. to not to be too long in the in the dressing room, because I mean, let's face it: how many dressing rooms have you been to that are really nice, or or do you really want that really want to be in, you know, for extended periods of time? So, yeah. No, but it, everybody has a different way of warming up, and you know, you have to find it as a singer. I tell this to young singers: you have to find out what's, you know, not enough, but sometimes too much too. Because I've been criticized of warming up too much. I think Carrie actually. I think you're doing pretty good, Sonra. Whatever you're doing, keep on doing it. Yeah, I agree. Hi. The older you get, the older you get, the more you got to warm up. But um, everybody has their own routine, and and I just Carrie and I find it fascinating talking to people. You know what they do. What do you do between shows? Do you live life normally, or do you kind of hang low the days between shows? If they're close. If it's just two days or one day, you have to just get in shape again for the next one. So that means resting yeah. your voice. Um, before I go party, I mean, by party, I mean a meal with a bottle of wine, okay? I'm not saying um, some 4 a.m., 5 a.m. Uh, vodka shots um, and stuff. So if, if there's four or five days, I'll have, have a nice meal um, with, 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 um, um, with a friend or whatever the case is. And... Um, and uh, I, um, otherwise I live pretty much subdued and normal. Um, of course, there's no smoking, there's not much socializing, because here's the thing for us singers, this mask, this hand gel, we've been doing this all our lives, right? right. We've been doing this all the okay. So for me, and I've been traveling with a mask and a plane um, for ages, and I was in Singapore when this broke out in Singapore in a big way last January. But, and I took, I think that, that month alone, uh, 15 flights, including in Asia. So I, I was lucky. I did the antibody test for COVID. I didn't, um, didn't get it. Um, so yeah, so um, I guess that's, that some hygiene and some minimal proportions go, 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 go oh, right. a long way. Yeah, absolutely. Now, talk to us about social media. Do you find it a necessary evil or do you enjoy it? Um, 
Well, this is a loaded question, so they're going to get me in trouble with so many people, but I'm going to reply nonetheless. No, listen. Uh, uh, no, nah, here's, here's it is, because um, I believe that if you're a personality, if, you, if you're a public figure, I think that social media is a good thing. But if social media gives illusion to all those people who are not public figures, who are not, um, um, who didn't go through the process of becoming a public figure, whether whether for the one percent like us or whether like you know Brad Pitt for the for the eighty-five percent of the population, you know, um, if if we went through a process, right? We know how to filter ourselves because we went to the process of being a public figure personality and, and right. there were certain ladders that we had to undertake and take. And then um, we learned from those little steps, right? But the problem is when you're a, um, a, a private individual and suddenly you're on Facebook or Instagram or whatever um, platform they have invented the latest fashion, and you think that all of a sudden you actually matter and um, by actually matter, not that, of course, everyone matters personally and to his family, but not everybody is a prime minister, not everybody is an oppressor, not everybody is an actor, right? If you're a private individual and you think that all of a sudden you become a star without going to the process and the sacrifices and the pain to, to achieve that, then I think it can really mess up with um, your narcissism and with, um, you know, because we all have a bit of narcissism in us, but I think that um, for, the mo for, for there are great things about social media, but there is absolutely also a very bad um, side, you know, alternative facts. Um, facts can never be alternative. Fact is a fact, fact is safe. Comparing yourself to other people too. Yeah. I, you know, that's a, that's, a, that's a danger of social media because what we put out there is what we want people to see. It's not necessarily what our, our lives truly are like. Yeah, yeah, and, and um, you know, and before, before we could only presume, we could only theorize about the idiots um, that there were around. Nowadays, thanks to things like Facebook, we know where they live, what their names are. And so it's as simple as that because the things you read um, and, and, and um, it, it can be very dangerous when, when facts are, are misrepresented or when there are lies being peddled as, 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 as truths. So um, I, I see, and I, I see even, um, personally speaking, um, individuals really um, spending the, the, their, 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 um, their, the majority of the day, whether they're working or having fun on the beach or swiping around yeah. on, on Instagram, TikTok, um, Facebook, um, Snapchat, all, you know, all the time, all the time. Yeah. I mean, that is, this is a new thing for homo sapiens. We were not wired to, to be like, to be, to, to, to be like that. And, um, I, I know for sure that there are even, um, relationships between couples going down the drain because of that. There are relationships between parents and children going down the drain because of that. And because it's, it's taking the, the, the personal interaction. God damn it. Enjoy the view. Don't take a picture of it for once, you know, yeah, and I'm, I've been guilty sometimes of it. Right. People like you see them, like they're looking at their phone while they're watching something, yes. not actually watching it. And you think, oh, live life too. Yeah, there's a, a balance, I guess. That's my thing with social media. Yeah, do it twice in a year. Do, 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 you know, do your 300 followers or 200 followers if you're lucky. Do they really need to see 300 sunsets a year? Maybe not. <laughs> this is all I'm saying. <laughs>
Do you protect your children from social media? Do you, do you put them on social? Because you have two kids, right? Yeah. Well, one of them is in a boarding school now in, in the UK. She's at Tring Park School. Hello, Tring Park. Um, and she is absolutely ecstatic about it. Um, cool. I didn't make her go. Um, she wanted to go. And oh. I was left here literally crying. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be ashamed. Um, um, I might be a six foot two, um, uh, she's 260 pounds now, um, or 255, I don't know, but, uh, but I'm still cry like a baby when she left. And uh, it's so weird not having her in the house. We do it. So Clara, hello at Trink Park, um, daddy loves you. But um, with my son, who's obviously 14 and a great computer, you know, a guy, you know, he knows uh, all the, all the games, all the, um, you know, I, I, I fight. Um, we only fight about this. I listen, um, go, you, you live in a great area, grab the dogs, go for a walk. And he's a great kid. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, of course, of course he spends online more than I'd like to see. Yeah. Especially now during the, the, the pandemic, you know, I bet the kids are just has he gone out on the boat? Do you go out? Do you go out on the water with him, or is he rather like, "Oh, Dad, I just want to stay home"? And oh no, 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 he joins in. No, no, if there's we'll go with the boat or go to the beach or no, no, he's not. He's active. He has football. He uh, he's a great kid, and I probably don't even deserve both of them. But um, they, 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 you know, you you always want your children to be better than you, and I and, and I know that staying on your PC or whatever it is for hours or on your, or your phone, whatever you're doing. Um, when you're doing it for hours on end, it's, 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 it's not good. It's not good for your eyes. It's not good for your health. It's not good for your psyche. It's not good for anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pre-COVID, while you're traveling around the world everywhere singing, what is your favorite thing to do when you're down? Like if you have a week off or whatever, if you even have a week off, what do you like uh, to do? My, my problem is that I have too many... Um, um hobbies too many i'm an advanced diver doing the rescue diving course um i have dogs fish i keep an aquarium um i like hiking a lot with my dogs um, long hikes serious hikes where you sometimes have to scramble up not 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 rock climbing but scrambling up um i like uh, fishing like going on the water uh, and i like wines so when I'm down and I can drink, because I don't drink when I'm singing usually, right. um, I, I have a group of friends um, that we try to, and that, um, uh, that um, um, we are wine connoisseurs rather than just plain down alcoholics. But no, we're, we're not <laughs> alcoholics. <laughs> we're not wine, we're not no, we're not wine, but we, we, we do enjoy um, our wine. Well, and for us, it's well, not about the... For us, it's not about the drinking, it's about the sharing, and we do, we share notes, we, share, we compare wines. Fun. The thing is, do you need to compare charity wines in a sitting? Maybe not. <laughs> no. Well, funny you talk about wines, because my husband yeah. wanted to put together a little challenge for you. Oh, oh now? This is rude. Yeah. From, this, is rude. Is, this is from our wine cellar. Okay. Because Duncan has nothing else to do all day. <laughs> We're in okay. quarantine coming back from Spain. So he wants me to ask you, what do you think of these wines? And maybe what you would pair it with? And if they're good wines or if they're... Meh. So you I don't, I'm going to be immediately... I'm not great on Spanish wines, but I'm going to try. Um, well, I don't think... That, actually, we don't have any Spanish wines. because. Oh, fantastic. Know. Okay, if it's French, especially, I, I, French might, I might be good at this. Amillon is your favorite, right? 
Centimion is indeed my favorite, yes. So we have something. So this is the first wine. I don't know if you can see that. Is it backwards? Uh, Sondra al vento. <laughs> this is the first one. This is a Canadian wine. It's a Cabernet. Is, from is it named after you? Yes. Yes. Oh, is. I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know it was Sondra al vento. Oh my God. Yes. So this is a, a Canadian wine. I don't know if you've ever had any Canadian. Sorry. Wine. Sorry. Just yeah. calling my manager. Hi, um, Sondra has a wine named after her. What do you say about that? Why don't you have a wine named after me? I mean, honestly, why, why, why is it not happening? We need to fix this by tomorrow. Okay, bye. sorry about that. Um, which is a quick call. Sorry, sorry. Okay. Thank you for doing that. That's hysterical. <laughs> the second one I have, I am not allowed to unwrap. Okay. But I am supposed to tell you, it is a 2015. Oh, I lost you. Uh-oh. Like, <laughs> <Bye. laughs> hello. Oh, he's just—he's just mad that I'm showing him all these wines. Yeah, especially the one with your name on it. <laughs> <laughs> they were all gifts, though. All of these wines were gifts. We lost him, right? As dirty as my hair is, that's a good hair day. <laughs> I think it looks good. I think your makeup looks good. I think you're looking mighty fine. Okay, Joseph, please cancel my subscription to your issues. That is a really great shirt. Where did you get that, Carrie? I wonder. I wonder if a certain special friend was so sweet and thoughtful and sent me some fun gifts for my new house. Housewarming. Oh, we lost him. I think he's just mad that, that I'm making him look at the <laughs> He's like really thoughtful. Really uh, cool. That's just rude. No, your hair looks good. You should let it go like that more often. Dirty? <laughs> He's funny. Oh, he's hilarious. And in person, even more so. Oh, there he is. Uh -huh. I, uh, no idea what happened. You're just upset that I'm making you do this. No, not at all. No. Okay. Sandra but, broke it. Broke the internet with but I got, But I got, I got this expression when things froze. And I think it's quite hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. But it's, it was just, that's just chance, honestly. Which is when things froze. Uh, that's that's me taking it. Just yeah, just just how. You know, there you go. Oh yeah, great. So, so, uh, oh, you have to send me that. That is priceless. That is. No, I will. Crazy. I will. Okay. All right. So wine number yeah, two. The, the wrapped. I, we arrived the wrapped one. I, I don't know. I didn't see yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not allowed to unwrap it because my husband is just like that. But I can tell you that it is a two thousand. That's a Sassicaia. That's an Italian Sassicaia. one. Now, yeah. these were all gifts, but is that a good bottle of wine? That's a great, what's the vintage, 06? Uh, 2015. 2015, very young, don't open. Um, when, when it's ready to be drunk, I would start uh, in about five years time. It's definitely great with any kind of meat, uh, especially dark, uh, I mean, such, sorry, especially red meat or uh, dark game. So it's, if it's um, you know, things that have really gamey flavor, um, like, I don't know, like, um, Partridge, for Venison. example, and stuff like that. Venison. We have a lot of that here in Canada. You want to eat Bambi? I love venison. I, 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 yeah, venison. I had it once. Yeah. No, I had it more than once. I love venison, but I, 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 I would never give, bring myself uh, to shoot it, but I'm a hypocrite because I would eat it. So there you go. This would be our last wine. 
And I don't know if you can read that. That's yeah, that's a Muton Rothschild. That's beautiful. Um, we kind of got this as a gift when we went there. I, I need to meet your people. Um, I'd love to receive those wines as well. Um, What's the year? A 2009. Oh my gosh. So 2009 is rated by people like, you know, um, Robert Parker and, 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 and all the other, you know, with, um, wine, wine critics and connoisseurs as a great year. Um, um, in, in, from my ignorance, I think the 2010 is better. Um, especially for, for that regional wine, but 09 can really age and can really be um, a, a sublime uh, vintage, just like the 1982, the 2005, the 2000 to some extent, the 2001 um, in, in Saint-Emilion to some extent, but 1982, 1989, 2000, 2005, even 1990, and I'm skipping some vintages here, um, 2009, 2010. So when you come here, today. when you come here for Traviata, because Carrie, I don't know if Carrie knows this, Joseph and I are doing Traviata here at the yeah. Canadian Opera Company next spring. So yeah. I promise you that we will, yes, fingers crossed. I will promise you that if it happens, you come up to the house and we will have this. No, fine. I'll, I'll, I'll throw Duncan out and I'll just move in. Not a problem. <laughs> and I bring, I'll bring, hope you're hearing that, Duncan. Well, yeah, you. Oh, yes, right. Brilliant. Maybe Carrie can come up to Canada by then too. We can have a we can have fun, and you can you can try out that wine. So yeah, that was from that was from Bordeaux. We got yep. we were fortunate enough to get a tour of Mouton Rothschild when I was there. Doing Wonderful. Wonderful. Now and you know and we have to do Saint Emilion together. We have to go do um um, um sing a concert and um, you know and, and introduce you to the one of some of my favorite winemakers, Chateau Vijac, Chateau Lasserre, uh, Chateau Coutet, Chateau Angelus, of course, the great. Hubert de, de, de Boire, um, you know, James Bond, Daniel Craig was, um, didn't, didn't uh, drink Dom Perignon anymore in the movies. He was, he was drinking Chateau Angelus, which was a great marketing. Um, there are so many. Um, and of course, you know, there, there, there's the Pomerol, the Poyac, um, the Santa Steph, and so many regions in you know, uh, the Bordeaux. But yeah. the Burgundy as well, because I'm going to Burgundy and, um, you know, I've been uh, as of um, last year, I think, or no, yeah, last year, to Domain Romane Conti, which was really cool. Um, and uh, you know the Clos Fougeot, and I and I I'm gonna be intronized as a sort of chevalier this October if I can travel. Um, so Ooh. I'm gonna be discovering the great wines of Burgundy as well, which I don't know as much as I know something about it, but not as much as the Bordeaux, let's say, region. Ooh. What about movies? You've been in a couple movies, haven't you? Oh, come on, I, I I did a cameo role in the in the role the, in uh, the Immigrant uh, was. Like a crazy, a, yeah, a crazy idea of James Gray, which worked. Uh, I loved it. Loved the man. I was on set with uh, Marion Cotillard and Jeremy Renner. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix was is in the movie, but he wasn't on set that day. Um, it, it's not so much different than opera. The only thing, the only difference is, we get one take, <laughs> the performance. They get to do a scene um, over and over and over and over again. But a cameo, because I'm used to doing it in one, of course, in one take. We did my take at Ellis Island on location. That was one take. So for the other scenes, we took, they took, I think, between 15 and 25, if not 30. My scene which was very short, but still one take. And I was singing live with music being piped in my ears. And the extras were actually saying, my gosh, it's just as if he was really singing. <laughs> I was actually really sick. Are you, and you're like, 
<laughs> no, no, it was no. No, I, f I found it absolutely hilarious. I try to laugh about everything. And if you're me, you know, that's plenty to laugh about. So Hi. there you go. Can you tell me about your foundation? I don't know how many, I mean, it's amazing what you've accomplished. I think it's like six years and the millions of dollars you raised for this foundation. Um, whose idea was that? Was it your brainchild or someone else's or how did that all come about? And sorry, I have a B question to that. Do you still keep in contact with the kids that are benefiting from the program? I, I, I visited the foundation at age 16. Um, and, and you tell me why and how. I remember there was a, a, a oh, what, what was his intro, uh, instrument? Um, not the saxophone in the band, in, in the, in the bands and, you know, the guys, um, it will come to me. But it was a brass instrument and he was, I think the euphonium, I'm not sure. Okay. And this guy, this young kid was a wizard. And um, uh, it, it just happened to be like one of the top world, world authorities is British about, I think it was the euphonium, I'm not sure. And he, um, he, he listened to him, he said, and he told my teacher, if you put a couple of thousand bucks behind this guy, he'll be one of the greatest rituals in the world. And my teacher, my theory teacher, uh, piano, not voice, um, subsequently he had um, called in his parents you know, um, I think that your son is, is a wizard and listen, he's a, he's a prodigy. He's um, naturally gifted. Um, we need, and, and they, I think they told them something along the lines like, you know, be about, um, we, we're, we're, we're a family of limited means. We can't afford to do to any of this. And this guy became a very good player, but he didn't achieve his potential because of this. So I told, uh, said to told myself for age 15, you know, um, presumptuous as, as, it, as it well might be, if, if I ever, I'll be in a position where I can help, uh, I will. So this one doesn't, this in multi-silence will never happen again. It's all started from there. Then, and I launched it then with Banco Valletta at the age, age of 16, uh, aged uh, 36. Mm -hmm. That was uh, yeah, exactly six years ago. And uh, we have raised more than a million euros, which by, by multi-standards, remember we're an island of 500,000 people. That's a right. massive amount. Right. We have over 70 scholars. Some of the, one of them is at the Curtis Institute in Philadelphia. I think the youngest vocalist ever to be admitted. Cool. Baritone from Gozo. Uh, we have Marvick Monreal at Stints Royal Opera House, Salzburg. And now she's in a young artist program in Frankfurt Opera. Hello, Bernd Lebe. Hello, Frankfurt. Um, um, and we have, you know, two ballerinas who had stints with the Royal Opera House in, in London and in, in the schools, age 13 and 15. One of them, Paris Opera. Leah, Leah Lul Sullivan and Julia Gauci, and I'm, and I'm missing people out. So there are 70, I can um, We can list them all. We can mention, mention them all, but, um, but then we have, we have helped around 2,500 children from the underprivileged side, because the foundation has two remits, the, the, the talent and the, and the, and the underprivileged. Mm -hmm. um, do I keep in touch with all of them? It's impossible. But uh, do I try to, to catch up with scholars and discuss and give them advice? Absolutely. Um, that, that happens a lot. That's amazing. amazing. Thank, Thank you, you for doing that. No, no, I, I, I only can. I'm not, and there's no false humility or false modesty. It's just, I couldn't do it without um, the chairman of my board, Roderick Chalmers, all the board members, and, and the patrons who give. This is private money. Um, we, we do concerts. We had people like Jessica Pratt, Ramona Zaharia, the Banas sister, Margarita and uh, Christina, Vittorio Vitelli, Anno Tamer. Um, who all came down and, and, and did these fundraisers. And, you know, and that's every time that happens, people really give because they know we're doing it, you know, pro bono and uh, they give more. 
because this is just a foundation um, doing good for the sake of doing good, nothing else. Okay. I, I don't get anything from it except the satisfaction of being able to help turn around someone's life. And we have yeah. done that. We really have done it in more ways than one. Um, the board members, they, sometimes they end up mothering and, and fathering some of our kids, you know, buying them laptops, iPad. This is, this is from their own money, not even from the yeah. funds raised. And um, aside from the website, every penny that, that we raise goes for the cause. There are no hidden expenses. There's no, you know, so, so awesome. we publish accounts. We're registered with the authorities, of course. So it's all You're really very good at that though. You're, you can ask anybody anything and I admire that about you. You're not afraid of walking up to whoever and saying, hi, I'm Joseph Kaleha and hey, you want to give me some money? It's a real talent. No, it is. I mean, seriously, I'm, I'm okay. I'm not, I'm a bad joker. So, but it's true. I, if I, it's, I wouldn't ask it for me, but I would ask it for, for, yeah. for, for the foundation. Absolutely. No, and you have no fear. I remember when we sang at the Kennedy center honors, there were a lot of big celebrities and big names there. And you were just like, Hey, can I have a photo with you? And I'm like sitting there going, what? I'm like, I'm sorry. I there was Snoop Dogg. Of course, I'm going to have a picture with Snoop Dogg. I got Hey, man, it's great. Yeah, I've been with your pipes. Yeah, was I it? got that picture too. But Duncan was so nervous. He was shaking so much. The pictures blur. Yeah. So no, who's not... the coolest person you've met? Oh, oh you've been, gosh. You've met a lot of people. I mean, the funniest story I had, I did a private event for Prince Charles once, and I was invited for dinner. It was just 25 people. That's it. It was uh, Bradley Cooper. It was Jeremy Irons, for sure. And I couldn't stay because I, I had a performance of La Boheme Madonna and Trepco the next day. So, so he sent me a letter, which is hanging on my wall right there. Thank you for yesterday. It's such a pity you couldn't stay for dinner. So I framed it because how many people have that from Prince Charles? I'm so sorry you could have stayed for dinner. I have it hanging right there. It's a it's a it's a big computer because I will literally turn it around. Okay, like brain check. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. So if this was Bohem, like you could sing Bohem standing on your head, like on your worst day ever, and you didn't stay for dinner. <laughs> no, because Simon Bishkov wanted the Kelgelamanina and key in the original key. So it was a high C on the high B. So I, you know, I, I, I'm not able to sing a high C well or being right in the head to do it well um, if I'm having dinner and uh, liquors um, or even talking till 1 a.m. in the morning or 12 or whatever it is. See, okay. people don't know what we go through, the sacrifices that no, we I, I mean, I mean, you know, um, and another um, um, uh, real true story of Prince Charles is the first time I met him was Renee Fleming and Tom Hampson after Nick was on nine performance of Traviata and Roller Opera House. Um, you know he comes to our performance. Sandra, I'm sure you, you've met him as well. But he was really interested. I was um, 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 from, from, from Malta. He wasn't sure I was Thomas or not. Uh, I'm, I'm sure about that. But he was for sure that was a joke, which completely bombed. I'm sorry. But anyway, because um, um, we, we're both talking, oh, we're, we're both laughing. big. We're laughing. Okay, that's fine. So, so I mean, um, so he came to talk to me about Malta because the, the royal family have a great... Um, affinity and connection with the Maltese arts. Mm -hmm. I remember Malta was a colony for about the odd 100 years. With, mm -hmm. um, and I said, oh, so you're from Malta. That's wonderful. Quite the voice on you. Oh, by the way, you know, it was probably conceived in Malta. And I was like, I'm not sure I want to, like, you know. Know that? <laughs> no, no, not, no, knowing it is okay. But, you know, but you, you, your thoughts, you know, 
go <laughs> the there. And, but he, that's the first thing that Prince Charles told me, you know, probably I was conceived them all. That, that's, that was, and I was laughing so hard. And there was Camilla there. I remember she, uh, she showed off uh, the wonderful people who were helping them with the, and she was serving us uh, champagne and, and tea in their, in their oil box. It was, of course, uh, at the time, this is 11 years ago. So I was in my early 30s just 31 and it was um, um quite quite something and and one-on-one -on -one, personally they're absolutely really unassuming and wonderful people um they and 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 i can spot if it's fake if it's put on it isn't he he is one of the people you want to you know have over your house and pour him a scotch and then another uh -huh. and then another so in your your virtual dinner party you know like the favorite people he would be included in that oh yeah absolutely yeah you'd be in my party by the way Oh, thank you. You too. It's true. Not Duncan. <laughs> yeah, no, it would ha Duncan would have to be there and he'd have to be sitting next to you because you two are like... Let me explain this. Me and Duncan have this fake that we hate each other thing. Of course, we love each other, but we, you know, we, we, we joke about each other all the time. Uh, we insult our physical attributes or lack thereof. And, and you know, it, this, is, this is absolutely continuous, okay? So it's, but it's harmless and it's, of course, just a joke. It's true, yeah. No, it, it is kind of fun to spar. I call it sparring, like ping pong back and forth. Yeah, it but is sparring. I'm gonna say, what am I going to say back? What, who's going to crack the other one up first? Yeah, it's fun. Oh, I, I always win invariably, but yeah, sure. I mean, oh, that's oh, a, that's a sometimes I lose one to just make him feel better. That's all. I mean, so Carrie, what else do we have? Anything else? Or do you want to do rapid fire questions? No, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about? I mean, on the screaming divas? I mean, I do have a program, uh, a 90 minute program of Flemish songs, um, if I can sing it, if there's enough time. That's it. All right, that's, fine, that's got, my it, got it, got it. Not against the Flemish songs if they exist, I'm sorry. All right, so we're gonna, we're gonna ask you some rapid fire questions. Go ahead. If you weren't an opera singer, what profession would you do? Uh, a lawyer or a doctor. Really? Sorry. Yeah. You know, if I had bet money on that, I would. I thought you would have said a fisherman, like on. No, the, no, no, because no, fish know. don't talk back. So no. That's right. scary. Okay. Um. Do you have a favorite moment in your career where you had like a an awesome costume malfunction? Oof! Several. Um. No, <laughs> I had um. Um, a thing with um, it was uh, Sir Richard Airy um, in Traviata when I tried to um, um, exit the stage and it was the fireplace and, and you could hear his voice, touch the fireplace, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, it, was, it was beautiful. It was really beautiful and uh, true. Oh dear. Okay, yeah. so what useless talent do you have? Impersonations. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Can we get another one other than Sean Connery? Yeah. Who else can you do? No, I, I, the, the, the rest is about there's some Maltese personalities. Um, um, Donald Trump. And, uh, really Donald Trump. Yeah, no, that's, let's, let's, let's go to it with the, with, the, with the rapid fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're done. Bye. No, um, Oh, my, uh, what is the, your most favorite sound that you love? Sound? Mm hmm. Oof, a corny one, but the laughter of my kids, of my children. Aww. 
Strangest gift you've ever been given by a fan? Do you really want to go there? Yep. <laughs> I got a tube of toothpaste. The Phantom of the Opera from London, who sung it over 2,500 times, actually got a toad. They gave him a toad, a frog in a box. Knickers. And we're not PG rated, so if it's not PG rated. You got knickers? You got panties. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, I need, I need details because my imagination just went through the roof. So are, were they like banana hammocks? Was it a thong? Nope, we're just going to move on. I believe the fifth. Did it have some space right. on the front of it? Gary's <laughs> okay. cracking herself up. Okay. I, I did warn you this was going to happen. So. Um, okay, Gary. Wait, wait, wait. I need a picture of those. <laughs> were they red? <laughs> they were used. But it's different. Oh if you ever see me in public, you're going to walk the other way. I don't know that girl. <laughs> okay, Carrie, your turn. Oh, my God. Okay, well, um, you're very funny. So what is the thing that you do the most that makes your kids laugh? When I prank people, I prank, I, I might, because of who I am, I have to be careful, right? Mm -hmm. um, uh, but because but, I've, Done, not terrible things, but some really funny things, which nowadays, for some reason, would be considered to be illegal. But, um, 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 and I'm joking, okay? By the way, but no, I, I think that um, when I prank people, I tell them something very funny in a serious face, and, and the other party isn't sure if I'm joking or not, and often yeah. I'm taking it seriously. You've got unbelievably, me quite a few times. there are a few people that uh, they still do. You got me quite a few times. I'm like, Did what? I? Good. Uh, good, good, good for me. So what do you do that embarrasses your kids? If that was Duncan, he would have said breathe. But, <laughs> but, but Duncan would have said that, right? Because uh, I, I mean, uh, uh, <laughs> let's say, um, when, when I think when I joke a bit too much with people, they, they uh, or when I have their friends over and um, I, I, you know, tease with their friends, stuff like that, they, they, they don't like it. They don't like it. And Carrie? Last one? No, sorry, that just brought back a lot of memories. I had a dad that was like that. It was hilarious. Uh, like a okay. all the time, like shenanigans and silliness, and you never knew what was gonna come out of his mouth, especially when your friends were over. It was like yeah. slightly horrifying, but funny yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm trying to think, like off the, I don't know, what are the other good last ones? Last one? You wanna do the last one? Sure, okay. Um, what do you wanna hear God say if God exists, what do you want to hear God say as you walk through the pearly gates? No, I would have to, no, I would be the one who'll tell him, where have you been? <laughs> well, look at the world right now. Are you serious? I mean, look at the I mean, last hundred years. I mean, there are quite a few massacres, holocausts, um, um, atrocities that could have been, you know, bone, you know, quoting Stephen Fry, uh, bone cancer, eye cancer for children. I mean, I mean, where's God's plan there? I'm, I'm very Christopher Hitchens slash Stephen Fry on that. And I, I'm raised a Catholic. Malta is more Catholic than the Vatican. We have more churches here in Malta yeah. than the Vatican. This is a true story. And I, I'm, I'm friends with the Archbishop of Malta. He's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful man, intelligent. In fact, we're so lucky to have him. But, um, and I have this conversation all, all the time with him. And, and he always tells me, Joseph, have faith. That was, that's another impersonation of, of oh, 
the great Charles Shifuna. But, but um, his grace, Charles Shifuna. But uh, yeah, but he's a wonderful, wonderful man. He loves opera, by the way. And the Catholic Church has done absolutely great things. Um, but the, of course, in, in the histories, its history is checkered as well, right? So what I would have said, if I, if I have, I mean, Jesus Christ, I mean, I mean, I mean, literally Jesus Christ. I mean, if I meet God, I mean, if, if, if there is a God, the God of Abraham, the first thing I would say, hey, where have you been? Explain to this stupid mind, stupid brain, what, what, you know, what, what are these issues and why, you know, just quoting Stephen Frank, Christopher Hitchens. Um, I'm pretty much in that, in that line when it comes to this um, theology, theological well, con conundrum, if you want. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, thank you. And for all Thanks the for your, for your hour. It's been my pleasure. For doing really? our stupid wine, our stupid wine. Adamo? <laughs> oh yeah, that's a local one, sorry. Okay, I don't know, no, I don't know, I know it. Too. I know sure Canadian wines though, they're pretty good. So you'll have to come try them out when you come here. Cannot wait to come and to, huh? and to, to come again and taste the wine. Yay! Okay. Thank you for everything. <laughs>